Nutty, sweet, beautifully chewy. We're not describing a box of chocolates. We're talking about Carolina gold rice. This heirloom crop covered thousands of acres in the Tidewater region of North Carolina in the 1800s before a series of hurricanes wiped out crop production. After a 100-year hiatus, Carolina gold rice is making a comeback in North Carolina thanks to some ambitious Pamlico County farmers who are growing rice as much for the ducks as they are for the grains. Today on Farms, Food, and You, we'll talk to Tommy Wheeler of Tidewater Grain Company and Angela Post, NC State Extension Specialist in Small Grains, about the comeback of Carolina gold rice and lessons they're learning about how best to grow this not-so-new but definitely re-emerging crop in North Carolina. So, you know, the, for us, growing Carolina gold rice uh, was, a, was a happy accident on all levels in some regards. Um, I grew up knocking around down in the, the Tidewater region of eastern North Carolina, down in Oriental. Uh, I grew up f- officially from Rockingham, North Carolina, but I spent a lot of my wasted youth down there uh, fishing and hunting and, and uh, running around town, as they say, uh, down there and really fell in love with the place knowing that, uh, that myself, uh, that I would end up back there someday. And about, uh, 15 years ago, almost 20 and that at this point, about 20 years ago, um, myself, along with a lot of, uh, my high school best friends, people I grew up with, uh, really started migrating down into the, to the Eastern part of North Carolina, frankly, to, to hunt and fish again, more from a recreational pursuits. Uh, and we started a hunt club. Uh, a duck hunting club down there, which is not uncommon. Eastern North Carolina is loaded with them. Traditionally, uh, we use the equation of water plus corn equals ducks, right? Uh, it's a real mathematics mindset that we have towards it. And uh, if you've been paying attention to any of the inputs and the stuff that's really going around about nitrogen costs and uh, glyphosate costs and the inputs for farming in general going through the roof and you know, it just became a super expensive endeavor um, to grow proportionately with the rest of our hunt club because the kids were getting older and we needed more places to duck hunt. Um, and with my historical uh, roots uh, in the eastern part of the state, really started researching alternatives that we could grow uh, for corn, frankly, for recreational pursuits. And we were, at this time, Al and myself were touring all over the country on a hunting boondoggle once a year where we'd go to Arkansas and Missouri and Utah and all over the place. And we frankly discovered that all over the country, everybody was growing rice and uh, managed to do it profitably um, and to manage their inputs and their costs for their recreational pursuits after the fact. So then that led me with my my historical piece uh, down the path of, well, dang, if they can grow rice, why can't we grow rice? And I started researching it and really found out that our area, Pamlico County specifically, and, uh, you know, the Tidewater region of North Carolina was a very large rice producer up until around 1910. Back-to-back hurricanes in 1910 and 1911 all but wiped out the crop in eastern North Carolina, but the grain survived on small farms in South Carolina. In recent years, it was brought back in major production by Anson Mills Grain Company out of Columbia, South Carolina. So it's a, um, a varietal of rice that was grown in North and South Carolina um, way back. And so that heirloom variety has kind of been preserved and carried through um, on small acreages um, from that point and up to now. 
and um, it has a you know different grain length and a texture than you know our commercial rice that you see in the store, and it's really sought after um, by uh, restaurants and um, foodies, for example. And, you know, that sector uh, is really growing, um, just like craft breweries and some of these other kinds of um, food and drink um, activities. And so, you know, bakers are wanting heirloom varieties of grains for breads. You know, restaurants are wanting heirloom varieties of tomatoes and vegetables for their um for their different recipes. And the same thing is true for rice. And Carolina Gold Rice is one of those, you know, can identify it not only as a really specific varietal, but also um, as being specific to a place. And that makes it, you know, more profitable and kind of higher value product to grow in this space in particular. And Eastern North Carolina is really um, suited for that because we have a lot of areas where, you know, it was just a wetland that was converted into farmland. And uh, those areas where we're starting to see, for example, saltwater intrusion and drainage issues because we don't have tile drainage would be um, areas that could go back into rice production. Um, And this is true for not only North Carolina, but also the South Carolina coast and parts of the Georgia coast. Yes. So this past year we received um, a new and emerging crops grant from the NCDA um, on a couple of different crops, but rice being one of them. And uh, part of it was prompted by a grower in eastern North Carolina who has been growing Carolina Gold for a few years and was interested in kind of helping to expand that acreage in North Carolina. And so we not only um, were looking at it, it wasn't specifically for Carolina Gold rice, it was for rice production in general. So we actually brought in um, several different varieties from Mississippi and Arkansas, where we have um, higher rice production in the U.S., Um, In those areas, we brought some of those varieties here to kind of see how they fared in both um, dry land and flooded situations. Yeah, so um, right now, both sets of trials are in eastern North Carolina. We have a set at the Tidewater Research Station, uh, the Vernon James Center there, and those are all uh, dry land or upland rice. And then on a farm in Pamlico County, Um, With Tidewater Grain Company, we have um, both flooded and upland situations where we have put those trials out. And that farm is where uh, they're growing um, the Carolina Gold rice that's being produced in North Carolina now. Chefs are catching wind of Carolina Gold rice's return to production and adding it to their menus. What they're finding is that the taste speaks for itself. It will ruin you. It will will make you nothing, no disrespect to Uncle Ben's, but... uh, you're not going to buy it anymore. You know, you're just not, you know, it's just a different deal. And, you know, for me, when you put two pots of rice on the stove side by side, you know, it, it is amazing the lack of flavor that is in normal white rice. This, you know, when you eat our Carolina gold rice, you're going to ask questions like, well, how much butter did you put in? Well, how much salt did you put in? How much pepper did you put in? And what did you do? Did you put bay leaves in? And did you do all this? And you're like, no, that's just boiled in a pot of water. And they're going to call you a liar. Right. We did that very experiment when we went to that flavor show that we were talking about. We just cooked our rice in a Instapot, didn't put anything but water and rice in it, just as raw as you could put it. And everybody asked us, well, what'd you season it with? What'd you do? And we were like, nothing. We're not chefs. We don't know what the hell we're doing. You know, this is just our rice and this raw and here's a cup of it. And that's what got people really to, to, to see like, oh, wow, if it can do this by itself, 
then what could it do with me being a chef or me being a, a home cook when I do my magic to it? Imagine starting with these better ingredients. Imagine what the end result will be. Tidewater Grain Company has been successful at marketing the rice to restaurants in the Triangle, Charlotte, Asheville, and the eastern part of the state. It's part of a successful CSA program, available to order by subscription, and the crop is also getting attention outside of North Carolina. We're selling it, uh, saying that, we're selling it all the way up through Tidewater, Virginia, all the way through D.C., and we've got some in New York City now. We ship Every week I roll my eyes as to the places we ship it to. We ship it to, we've got a couple of restaurants in Napa Valley that are running our rice, for example, in Colorado and Spokane, Washington, and the list goes on. It's uh, it's pretty unique. We even had uh, uh, Chef William Dyson and Chef uh, Saif Rahim uh, took our rice to um, the, the Middle East this past year. And so that was kind of a, a, a unique thing for us. You know, they took it all the way to, uh, Abu Dhabi and you know we're doing it in cooking classes and shows that they were doing over there which was just surreal to think that we were now in international waters that that, that we call it taking sand to the beach right you know it was pretty pretty wild to think that our rice growing in eastern North Carolina was having the impact and stretching all across the globe like it like it is and and that's our goal you know we're we're going to be served and sold in every county in North Carolina and then I want to be the largest Carolina Gold rice producer in the world. And then I want to be the largest heirloom product, products producer in the world. You know, that's where we're going to go. Part of reaching that goal is continuing to work with researchers and farmers to learn how best to grow the crop. Angela is optimistic as her research goes into its second growing season. Um, we are looking forward to our second year of studies um, coming up. We have the same locations planned. And we'll be doing variety testing. Uh, we'll be doing some specific looks at Carolina Gold with regard to using different nitrogen rates and also plant growth regulators to try and manage the height because it is a very tall variety compared to most commercial varieties. So it's prone to lay down with things like summer storms and stuff like that. Um, so just a lot of different agronomic principles that we'll be looking at um, to try and help a North Carolina grower understand how he should manage that crop. And also we have some herbicide testing just to understand, you know, which um, crop protection products we can use in these to keep weeds out and to keep pests out. Um, we don't have any disease work per se, but we have been paying attention to what diseases are showing up. You know, we don't grow a lot of rice in North Carolina. So people would think, oh, maybe the diseases aren't here. Or the insects aren't here. They're here. They're just waiting for you to put the put the crop out there in the field. Um, so watching those things and just creating some guidelines to prepare a grower to try and add that crop into their rotations. So um, I think it is a value add for any farmer that wants to put it out there. Um, in past um, history, we've had as many as 100,000 acres in the region. Um, so that's pretty big. But I would say, you know, over time, it might grow to, um, you know, five to 10,000 acres potentially um, over the next, you know, eight to 10 years. So that's, you know, that's a long projection and it's not a lot of acreage. But, you know, when you're talking about a higher value crop than, for example, wheat or corn that you're going to sell for, you know, five to eight dollars an eight dollars uh, a bushel, um, it, it makes a big difference to a grower to be able to grow something that they can sell for a higher price. 
For Tidewater Grain Company, bringing back Carolina Gold Rice has been a wild ride that is starting to pay off. I got into it to try to make it work for our recreational pursuits and to make the economics work. We now have taken a much broader view of sustainability. We want it to work from idea all the way through the environmental elements and all of it work together um, because that's how it worked originally, right? That's the most authentic thing we can do is to grow an authentic crop. Uh, that's, that's, that's really what we, we've set out to do and that's, that's what we're going to do. Thank you for joining us on Farms, Food, and You. This podcast is a product of NC State Extension and the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at North Carolina State University. If you would like to support the show, please share this episode on social media and leave a review on your podcasting app of choice. We'd love to hear from you. Let's talk soon.